Hello and welcome back to the Trial Talk Podcast. I am your host, Berta Tarre Torres, a former researcher and a science communications officer at the MRC Clinical Trials Unit at UCL. In this show, we explore the clinical trial landscape by talking to the clinicians and researchers behind the work we do. If you're interested in finding out how our research can help improve healthcare in the UK and around the world, this is the podcast for you. Clinical trials methodology is a research area that looks at how to improve the design, conduct and analysis of clinical trials. It focuses on developing and implementing new methods to help run trials faster and more efficiently, to ultimately accelerate the discovery of new treatments. In today's episode, we focus on a new design called MAMS Rocky. It is a type of a multi-arm, multi-stage design that compares different treatment durations to identify what is the optimal duration to treat a certain condition. To find out more about MAMS Rocky, I'm speaking to Matteo Quartagno, one of our methodologists who developed this new design. I'm Matteo Quartagno, I'm a statistician and a methodologist at the MRCCTU, where I work on developing novel methods for the analysis and design of clinical trials. To begin with, could you explain to us what methodology is? Methodology is an important part of what we do, and it's uh, basically the science of studying how to do things rather than uh, what to do. <laughs> so we study specifically how to do clinical trials in the, in the most effective way possible. And could you tell us more about the methodology programs that we have at the unit and the type of work that you specialize in? So um, we have a, um, well, originally small but growing group um, of about 20 people, I would say, at the moment. We have four different streams of work, depending on what stage of the trial we are working in, developing the methods for. So we have uh, people that are working on the design of clinical trials, people that are working on the conduct part, on the analysis, and then also on the meta-analysis of uh, studies. So um, I'm mainly working in the design and analysis group. In design, we try to find ways to design the clinical trials in a way that is the most efficient possible so that we can use the smallest number of patients possible. And uh, at the same time, uh, we want to have designs that are as resilient as possible. So we want to have designs that uh, don't fall over completely just because one of the assumptions that we made was not correct. And, and then in the analysis, of course, where we just try to find the best way to analyze the data that we collect. But I would say, yeah, at the moment, I'm mainly spending time on design, which is kind of something that statisticians always love, <laughs> because it's, I would say, probably the, the most important part of, at least in terms of statistics, um, of uh, working in, in clinical trials is designing the trial correctly. That's the best way of guaranteeing that actually what you get at the end, your, your result of the clinical trial is, is suitable to answer the questions that, that you originally planned to, to, to address. One example of our pioneering work in this area is the invention of the MAMS design. This is a novel design that can test multiple treatments at the same time, making trials more efficient. Here, we are discussing a type of MAMS design called MAMS Rocky. So let's find out more about how this new design came about. So, um, so one of the motivations for, for working on that was this 
pedicab trial. So um, in, in this trial, uh, this trial was motivated by a specific problem. So the problem was this. You have um, uh, certain treatments, specifically antibiotics in this case, uh, that have been known to be working for ages uh, and to work very well to treat infections. But um, basically, originally, they were given for a certain duration, let's say two weeks, one week, three weeks, whatever, uh, but not for a specific reason, just because, you know, they tried it for one, two or three weeks and it didn't seem to work. So that seemed to be enough at that time. So, so these are antibiotics. So they were perhaps developed even before the clinical trial era. So quite a long time ago. Um, so definitely that was enough at that time. And, but then, of course, one might wonder when then, if we know that these durations work, well, what, what should we do? It's fine. We can keep using these durations, even though perhaps they're a bit longer than needed. But still, antibiotics are very cheap, so there's perhaps no reason to do that. But actually, in so there are at least two different reasons to do that. If you think from an individual point of view, from, from a patient point of view, if you, if you can be treated for less, you can still definitely have less side effects, for example, uh, at least potentially. And then there's a, a sort of more something that is more of interest for public health, if you like, uh, that is this growing threat of uh, antimicrobial resistance. So the idea is, uh, of course, uh, bacteria are, are getting more and more resistance to, resistant to these um, antibiotics that, that are available. And there is one research hypothesis that says that if we were able to stop over-treating with antibiotics, perhaps particularly by stopping giving antibiotics to people who have like the flu <laughs> or things like that, uh, unless it is, of course, justified for other reasons, but also perhaps stopping over-treating uh, in terms of duration, for example. And uh, specifically for pedicap, uh, they thought it was a good idea to, to try and do that. Um, uh, also because uh, not only the, the current duration didn't have any specific uh, evidence behind it, or, or not much anyway, and not by means of clinical trials, but also because uh, uh, the, the, the recommended durations actually vary often between different countries. So that really is an indication that, uh, per se, that, that the duration that is uh, recommended, at least in some countries, is definitely overshooting uh, somehow. Um, so, so that's roughly why we decided to, to try and do something about this. And of course, then the, the, the usual trial design uh, is, is in, in this situation would be to take the sort of standard duration and uh, sort of pit it against one randomly picked shorter durations. Uh, the key point is this randomly, <laughs> because you don't really have much information often to choose what other duration to compare against the, the, the standard one. And um, then usually what you do is you do a non-inferiority trial, which means you, you don't check whether the shorter duration is better than, 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 than the existing one, but you check that it's not worse by a significant amount or more. Um, so, so basically what we wanted to do is doing something that was a bit better than that, in the sense that we wanted to do something that could really give an answer uh, without having to have this decision of which mm, duration to, to choose to compare against the, the standard one. So the motivation to develop this new design was an antibiotic trial called PEDICAP. To give you a little bit more background, the PEDICAP trial is looking at the best way to treat severe pneumonia in children in Africa. 
One of the key questions that PEDICAP will address is how long should these children be treated with antibiotics? So how can the MUMS Rocky design help researchers answer this question? Uh, the idea was to randomize patients rather than just to two duration, two multiple ones. So sort of following the idea of the MUMS design. Um, uh, this, of course, increases your chances that you can pick the sort of right uh, durations in your study. But at the same time, it increases, of course, the sample size. So you have to, to, to recruit way more patients because you don't have to study anymore just two durations, by, but more than that. And, uh, and then the, the, the second idea that we had was to actually use sort of a model to try to link together all of these durations. So to, it's basically uh, just recognizing that if we give treatment for five days or for seven days, these are not really two completely separate duration, uh, treatments. They're, they're just a slightly modified version of the same treatment. So you can sort of build a model, what we originally called the duration response curve, uh, what has been known for like that for a while, um, and, 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 and try to use that to reduce the number of patients that you need in, in, in your study, basically, by, by sharing the information that you collect between all the different durations. And, and originally we called this the durations design, and we thought it was better uh, than, than the two-arm design, of course, because you can then pick uh, this uh, multiple duration and, and increase the chance that you pick the right one. It's, I think yeah, the, the example that I usually give to, 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 to describe this is um, I, I love li the Russian literature, for example. And so imagine you, you were to read War and Peace in, in, and, and somebody told you, well, in 12 hours, I'm going to test you on your knowledge of War and Peace. And, uh, he, he, of course, you never read it. <laughs> and it's over a thousand pages, so no way you're going to read it all. So there are two different strategies you can take. Either you can just pick a chapter and read it all in all the details. And, um, and, and, and all the other strategies is you go, you go on Wikipedia, you read the, the, the plot, and, and, and you just use that to, to, to pass your test. And I think, generally speaking, the second strategy is more is more um, efficient, and um, of course, then you can choose how long you want the summary to be, uh, and uh, potentially you can have it so long that you basically know everything about the uh, the, the book. <laughs> so similarly, in our trials, um, you can either just pick two durations and do a perfect trial, just comparing these two durations, or you can do randomized patients to multiple durations, use a model. Uh, perhaps you, you, you'll be less, a little bit less certain about um, any specific comparison between the different durations, but that's not even necessarily the case. You can have a very long summary, and <laughs> you can randomize still quite a bit of uh, quite a few um, to quite a few arms, uh, quite a lot of patients, uh, if you have the resources and the opportunity to do it, and then you can get quite a, a clear answer uh, that is also more useful for you because you you know about more duration arms, uh, you know really more about the impact of duration on, on, um, on the outcome. So this design can be a valuable tool for researchers who are interested in optimizing the duration of a treatment. You mentioned that in the past, you named this design durations. Now, what is the difference between durations and MAMS Rocky? 
roughly speaking, they are the same thing, durations and Mamsraki. So you might wonder why are they called two different ways. Well, the reason is that, as, as I said, originally the, the motivation came from a duration trial, so a trial where we wanted to optimize treatment duration, and we had quite a few trials where that was the goal. Uh, but then we started more and more to realize that actually you could take the same approach to any situation where instead of just a binary treatment, um, just instead of just comparing A versus B, you have sort of a continuum where you, you want to find the optimal value. So uh, rather than finding the best duration, you might want to find the best dose or frequency or threshold or whatever. Um, and actually, uh, by the, about last year, um, we uh, realized that we had almost more applications where what we were optimizing was not a duration. Um, and, and then, of course, it, it, it sounded quite strange to have, uh, as the name of the design, durations for that. So we decided to give a more a, a sort of broader name to it, which is, of course, MAMPS Rocky, which stands for multi-arm, multi-stage, recognizing the fact that you have multiple arms and potentially multiple stages. And Rocky stands for Response Over Continuous Intervention. So it's, it's just to, to, to clarify that it's to be used whenever uh, you have a continuous intervention rather than, than, than a binary one. Right, so MAMS Rocky is the rebranded name for this new design, which could be used to optimize any continuous aspect of a treatment, not just limited to the duration. And are there any clinical trials currently using the MAMS Rocky design? Yeah, so it's a trial in, in cancer, it's called Refined Lung, where we are trying to find the optimal frequency of treatment for uh, patients with lung cancer um, that, receives, uh, that receive uh, pembrolizumab, um, so an immunotherapy treatment uh, that is currently given, uh, given every six weeks. But there is good rationale to think that it might be enough to actually give it for uh, every sort of uh, 12 or perhaps even 18 weeks. Some people even think that after a certain uh, running period, you could stop completely to give the treatment. But of course, that was not considered like an ethical option to test straight away because it's a treatment that is known to work quite well. Um, so originally, this trial was, was designed um, uh, using our durations design and then we de we decided to write a paper to um to to sort of describe the design and describe how we did the sample size calculation how we decided how many patients we needed where to put them and so on and so forth and as part of that we decided to to use a new name uh that is as i said mom's rocky and um there is now a paper that is published in 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 the lancet oncology uh, describing the design of, of, of this trial specifically and making the case for why it could be of, of, of more broad uh, appeal to uh, people who want to design trials in, in, in these areas. And what things should researchers consider if they want to use the MAMS Rocky design for their trials? First of all, one has to think what is the sort of range of either duration or frequencies or whatever that they want to, to, to investigate. Uh, they want to see whether it really does make a difference if we give uh, the, the treatment for, um, for example, let's say that the standard treatment duration is 14 days. Is it considered enough if we were able to reduce it by two days or three days or four days and, and, and so on and so forth? That is important to sort of decide whether we really want to take this approach versus we just want to test sort of 14 days versus seven days, which 
in some cases might be the, the best thing to do if really there's a situation where less than a week of uh, reduction in treatment is not worth going through the hassle of having to do the whole trial and, and so on and so forth. But generally speaking, in most situations, that's not the case. And then one has to really think about the range of, of, of uh, values that they want to investigate. And then actually the remaining questions, uh, yeah, so there is a question that is quite different, that is how a researcher would want to uh, define what they consider to be the optimal treatment. So, of course, we are investigating, for example, different durations or different doses or different frequencies. Uh, how would you sort of characterize the optimal treatment duration? And um, in, in, in the second paper that we published on this design, um, we uh, went through that. So we explained what are the sort of estimates, uh, so sort of estimation targets that that a researcher might want to uh, to target uh, in order to to find the the, the the answer to their research question. So the idea is uh, usually you might, for example, define the optimal duration as the shortest one that is not inferior to the control duration, for example. But it's just an option. One could define optimizing in any way they, they desire, and that's a key component of of, of our MAMS Rocky design. Uh, so so as I said, choosing what are the sort of arms that they want to randomize patients to, how they would define optimality. Uh, and these are two main things that are different compared to a standard trial. Then, of course, there are the standard questions that, that you have to address in a, when you design any trial. So things like what are the specific estimates? Yeah, what are the resources available? What are the error rates that we are happy to tolerate? Uh, and so on and so forth. But yeah, I would say the main two things that are different compared to a standard uh, design are, are, are these two. And how is the MAMS Rocky design different from the one used in those response studies? When I started working on, on, on this design, actually, the original idea was indeed to, to sort of apply the, the, those response models. For example, methods like the continual assessment method, which is a standard design that is used for um, those selection in early phase trials and to readapt them to this slightly different question of finding the optimal duration for a treatment known to work. So when I was doing that, what I realized is that there, there are actually quite important differences between these two types of designs, in that a method like the continual assessment method is usually used to find what is sort of the maximum tolerable dose. And this is usually done very early in the drug development um, so basically, the goal is to find a dose that has the maximum potential to work, but without harming too many people in the studies initially. And the point is, we have no idea if this drug works or not. And we know that there will be later studies, later uh, phase three studies, mainly, that will establish whether the, drugs, the drug actually works or not. Here, the situation is quite different because the situation we have in mind is one where we have basically a treatment that is, has been known to be effective for quite some time and where we just want to reduce the duration that is currently used because we think that there's, there's a good rationale for doing that. So it is quite a different situation because we absolutely want to make sure that whatever we end up recommending still is effective and works. We don't have in mind the idea of having any later phase trial to, to make sure that the recommended duration is, is, is actually effective. This is what we are doing as part of our trial. We are doing the trial as a late phase trial where we want to find really what is the minimum uh, duration that is 
similarly effective to the control duration. So because of that, we usually need way more people, of course, in our studies. And for example, a design like a continual assessment method, the idea is you keep randomizing patients, then checking what are their outcomes, update the probability of randomizing patients to a specific arm until you basically converge towards the optimum dose. If you think about applying these into our uh, situation, you would end up, with, end up with a trial that basically runs forever, particularly if, as is often the case, you have an outcome that is not like available after two hours or three hours, as it is often instead the case for those um, finding studies. Uh, not always, but often. Uh, here you might have outcomes that are something like 30 days mortality or even worse than that, like if, if you're using this design for a TB trial, uh, just the treatment lasts for months. Um, and, and, and usually the outcome is defined at one year or whatever. Of course, you can use sort of biomarkers or uh, surrogate outcomes or whatever, but uh, as usual, there are pros and cons to doing that. Um, so because of these, we think there are clear differences between our design and the standard dose finding designs. There are also things in common, and if you think about it in the end, our idea is very, very similar to that of, of a continual assessment method, because the idea is you have patients randomized to multiple arms, and you have a model that you use to model the response curve or the duration response curve or whatever. So the ideas are similar, but the specific methods that we use in the end are different because the goals are, are very different. So are those response studies used in trials at early phases, whereas MAMS Rocky designs are more suitable for later phases? Yeah. If someone is interested in designing a trial using the MAMS Rocky design, what should they do? Surely, if you're interested in this design, uh, what I would recommend first is to read, of course, the, the three papers that we have out at the moment uh, where we introduce the design. So there is one called Rethinking Non-Inferiority, uh, where we really introduce the, the general idea. Then there is one on estimation targets, estimation methods, and operating characteristics, where I go a little bit more in detail over what I discussed here today with you. Um, and then... Uh, we have the more applied paper published in Lancet Oncology where we explain the sort of approach that, that our researcher might want to take. We are in the process of writing a paper where we describe how to use simulations to sort of practically design uh, such a trial. So we said often what you might want to do is uh, design a trial so that you have a certain optimal power to find the optimal duration, for example. And the way we do that is usually we mm, simulate data under a certain duration response curve and we fit the model, use that model to find the optimal duration, and then simply estimate power through simulations. And, and we'll have a paper out soon where we explain how to do that in, in, in detail. More generally, we have, for example, a MAMS clinic uh, at the MRCCTU. It is basically a way for people to get in touch if, if they need any help with designing one of their trials. So it's more generally for any type of MAMS design, not just for, for MAMS Rocky. And of course, uh, if you had any specific question, I would be happy to, to answer them and, and, and to help you think about this design uh, if you're interested in, in, in applying it to, to one of your trials. Fantastic. Thank you, Matteo, for your time today. If you want to read any of the three papers about Mom's Rocky, the links are in the episode description. To find out more about our work in design and other methodology areas, you can visit our website mrcctu.ucl.ac.uk. 
We also have three episodes exploring our mum's flagship trial, Stampede, and another episode about the Refine trial, which plans to use the mum's Rocky design in the future to optimize the frequency of giving immunotherapy drugs to treat cancer. We hope you've been enjoying our podcast so far. We really value your feedback. So if you have a moment to spare, please fill out a short survey about this episode to help us improve the podcast. Click on the survey link in the episode description to participate. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode of The Trial Talk.